0: We're glad you're listening to Rhema for Today. How did you help this woman? What was it that changed her from not believing in divine healing? To be perfectly honest with you, and I said, just don't be perfectly honest, just be brutally frank, no, no, I don't believe in it. What changed her from saying, no, I don't believe in divine healing, to saying, yes, I'll be healed, just go right ahead and lay your hands on me? The Word of God.
1: Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Healing Belongs to Us, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message.
0: She had the Bible lying in her lap, so she's looking down at her lap and at the Bible, and she read that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Read that out loud as we sat the pastor, her mother, myself, and she in the living room of this parsonage. And she read that verse, and then she didn't lift up her head. Now, I know it must have been probably 10 seconds, but at a time like that, it seemed like, you know, it's 10 minutes. Nobody says anything, you know, just waiting. And her head's down, you know. I don't know what she's going to do or say. And suddenly she looked up. When she did, I could see tears glistening in her eyes. And she said, Brother Hagin, yes. Yes, it's for me. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. Yes, just just go ahead. Lay your hand on me. I'll be healed. And she was. She was. Hallelujah, she was. Now, what made the difference? The Word. The Word. Just one verse of Scripture. 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 Hallelujah. Tears glistened in her eyes as she looked up to me. Brother And she said, please lay your hands on my head and pray. I'll be healed. We won't have to borrow Now think about it. That's faith talking. We won't have to borrow that money from Mama for the operation. I won't have to have the operation. Yes, healing belongs to me. That's the title of the book, Healing Belongs to Us. Now, how did she come to find out that healing belonged to her? From the Word. From the Word. Hallelujah. You know, uh, there's an interesting story here in connection with this. In that as I talked to her about divine healing, she told me she's a member of the first Baptist church in a certain place. And she said, uh, you know, if divine healing was so, my pastor would preach it, you know, and she He doesn't preach it, so it must not be so. So many times people are not following really God or the Bible, they're following men. Well, men are at various stages of spiritual growth. And I said to her, you know, well, you know, your pastor may be walking in all the light he has and honest and sincere, just some things he may not have seen. I used to be a Baptist pastor. There were some things I didn't see. And so uh, I remember a year later then Actually, I say a year later, it was actually 15 months later. I was preaching just three-night service, uh, four, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I mean, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four-night service in the full gospel church in her town, 15 months later. And we laid hands on Monday night, Monday night, I laid hands on a man in a wheelchair, a man that was, oh, somewhere around 55 years of age. i learned he'd been in that wheelchair seven years, had two strokes. I laid hands on him. He walked out of the wheelchair. Actually, I sat down in the wheelchair and he pushed me up and down the aisles of that full gospel church. So I walked out on the platform because I had to stay back and pray till about the time they'd turned the service to me. And I walked out on the platform and sat down on the platform. There was a very distinguished looking gentleman. I sat down. uh, The the song director is up leading a, a song just before they turned it to me, congregational singing. And the pastor is sitting right by my side and another very distinguished looking gentleman on the other side of him and And this pastor said, Brother Hagin, I want you to meet Reverend so-and-so pastor of the First Baptist Church. And he stooped over, you know, around this pastor and said, Brother Hagin, I've already apologized to this church. I won't apologize to you. He said, that man that was healed last night is a member of my church. I came downtown this morning, parked by the curb, started walking down the street, and hear this man come walking down the street towards me. I didn't even know till then that he'd been in a wheelchair seven years. He said, that man, you see, had been tied to that wheelchair seven years. He'd had two strokes of paralysis. If you go by our church, you know, and they had a, an old church with high steps, and you'll see a ramp built. That was built especially so he could put his wheelchair up into the church. And here he come walking down the street towards me. He said, I almost turned started running. I thought of seeing ghosts. And I went to meet him, and I said, "What?" Happened? He, and before I could get to him, he started hollering out, I'm healed. Jesus heal me. Jesus heal me. And he said, we just hugged and shouted right there on the street. And he said, I, what's what happened? He said, well, I was over to Full Gospel Church last night and there's a fellow over there used to be a Baptist preacher laid hands on me and instantly I was healed and walked out of that chair. Now, he said, some people said the devil did it. He said, I know the devil's not out healing the Baptist. <laughs> Amen. He said, I, I, I just got up and apologized to this church because I've said some unkind thing. I want to thank them for holding on to divine healing when I didn't see it. See? And I want to thank you for ministering to the man. And I can see it. Then after I preach, and incidentally, the reason I'm working this in here, I preached that night on the double cure. See, uh, uh, more preaching than teaching. I'm taking the time to teach here, but I just got out and went after preaching. (laughs) That night on the double cure, you see. Himself, you know, took our infirmities. He was made to be sin. He bore our iniquities. Well, now, afterwards, the pastor sitting on the platform said to me, the Baptist pastor said, Brother uh, Hagin, could you loan me your notes See, being Baptist, I learned to preach from notes. And sitting there, he could see my notes. He said, now, I I, I realize, you know, being a minister, that you just have an outline there. But he said, after all, I've heard the message. And I can take the skeleton outline, and put the meat on it, just like you did. But he said, I want to preach that. He said, I can't be here tomorrow night, because I know you close Wednesday night. I'll send the notes back by somebody. Because we have Wednesday night service in our church. But I want to preach the same message Sunday morning in my church, the first Baptist church that you preach here tonight. Hallelujah, the double cure. Hallelujah, are, you see, our d- twofold redemption. The double cure are our twofold redemption. I'm going to preach that Sunday morning in my church. And then he said, after I preach it, I'm going to have this man that was in the wheelchair seven years, everybody knows, I'm going to have him to testify. And then he said, Sunday morning, I'm going to close out the service of the First Baptist Church by having them come down and stand just like you did, and I'm going to lay hands on them to be healed in the name of Jesus. <laughs> So our pastor was honest and sincere. When he did come to the light, he walked in it. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. But the thought is this. How did you help this woman? What was it that changed her from not believing in divine healing? To be perfectly honest with you, and I said, just don't be perfectly honest. Just be brutally frank. No, no, I don't believe in it. What changed her from saying, no, I don't believe in divine healing, To saying, yes, I'll be healed. Just go right ahead and lay your hands on me. The Word of God. Now, of course, what if she had read that script and said, well, I know that's in there, but I still don't believe it. Well, it wouldn't work. I said, it wouldn't work. Are you listening to it? But she had an appreciation for the Word. And when she read, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses, And as Isaiah literally said it, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Then she realized that healing belonged to her. Healing belongs to you. Hallelujah. Just as much as it belongs to her. God laid on Jesus our sicknesses and our pains and he bore them. Now that means that the pains and the afflictions that you may be suffering were laid on Jesus. He actually bore them as He bore your sins. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes we are healed. So we believe that God laid our sins on Jesus. And therefore we don't have to bear them. This chapter also said that he laid our sickness on Jesus. You can say he laid my sickness on Jesus, made him sick with my disease. The word declares he hath made him to be sin who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, not only did he make him who knew no sin to be sin, but he made him who knew no sickness to be sickness. Well, now some people say, if that's so, why don't our church preach? That's what this woman said. If that's so, if it was so, my pastor would preach it. He didn't know about it, he hadn't been taught. We make a mistake, a fallen man. Follow the Bible. I said, follow the Bible. I tell people all the time, don't you just accept something because I say it. If I don't prove it by the Bible and give you chapter and verse, don't you accept it. And if any other man or minister says anything, see, he may be thoroughly saved. I don't mean a man's not saved. See, I was thoroughly born again. I was raised Southern Baptist. Now, I joined the church, but on the bed of sickness, I come to find out that I really didn't know Jesus. as just a church member. You know there's a difference. So on the bed of sickness, I was born again. I was born. I know when I was born again. Man, it felt like a two-ton weight just rolled off of my chest. 20 minutes till 8 o'clock in the south bedroom. The 22nd day of April, Saturday, the 22nd day of April, 1933, I was born again. I was just much a child of God as I am now, or as I'll ever be. Now, I wasn't a full-grown child. I was a newborn babe. Peter says, as a newborn babe, desire the sin and milk of the word that you may grow thereby. I didn't know a thing about divine healing. I thought I had to die. The doctors said I did. I thought I was going to die. I wanted to look at something there. And they said, well, no, the doctors had left two of them. And they said, no, because you see, the doctors, they hadn't told me, but they'd told the family, said, he'll never live through the night. So there's something I wanted to look at. And they said, well, no, 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 you know, is what you can look at in the morning. I said, I won't be here in the morning. See, I really didn't think I would be there in the morning. I thought I'd die that night. See, I didn't know anything about divine healing. I didn't know that there's the least possibility of me being healed. You know, I didn't, I didn't think that, you know, or know that there's any more possibility of me being healed than I'd think that I would go to Mars tomorrow. You know, I never thought of that. <laughs> See? But I'm saved. Oh, thank God. Amen. Well, thank God. That's of foremost importance. Thank God for folks who were born again. I was born again. I was happy. I mean, it really didn't make me any difference to tell you the truth about whether I lived or died. I just so glad I was in fellowship with God. I just felt so good. Spiritually, not physically,
1: it's near death, but spiritually. Welcome to Rema for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.
0: Honey, I'm so excited about our offer this month.
1: Yeah, especially this month. Yes.
0: This is the day, a DVD teaching by my dad, about an hour and 20 minutes worth of teaching. This is the day. We went into the vault and got this, and. And we're releasing it. It's a brand new release. This was preached at Camp Meeting in 1998. I remember it well. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, people got excited about oh, it. Oh, yeah. It was a great sermon. I know. And then, uh, actually, this is a study guide by your dad, Foundations for Faith. It is 13 yeah. faith lessons. Right. And many study groups. Yeah, many we'll small groups small are using groups. this. That's right. And then your book, How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny. That's all for a gift of $45 or more.
1: Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagin Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of RAMA for Today. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue this classic teaching. That's next week on RAMA for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.